This, 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 this is mythical. Earbiscus is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code Ear. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna talk about dinks. Yeah, we asked you, uh, what was the exact wording of the question? Um, I don't know, I don't have it in front of me. Have you experienced a mind-blowing coincidence? A set of circumstances that are inexplicably wild. Like some, something you just can't, it's a coincidence beyond explanation and then my, my kind of follow-up question is, and what did you do about it? Like, how did it impact your life? I don't know, you, you just hear stories of people who are like, well, we lived in different countries, and then, uh, well, I did hear this story. I, okay. You know, right. th- this, was, this was the inspiration for the question. I just happened to be listening to the uh, talk radio a while back, and there was some story about this couple whose parents, I think the guy was like, he fought in the Vietnam War and he he met and fell in love with a woman over there and then they almost got married and then they didn't and then there was no contact at all and then years later, their kids got married and then it, they realized that their parents almost got married. Of course, if they did, they never would have existed. Right, and it would, and then getting married would have been really weird. That's crazy, though. And I remember the um, we devoted a whole episode of GMM to that. Like we we set a balloon. A balloon. We was, put a, we put a note in a balloon. There's an incredible story about incredible story that and we I don't, remember. don't remember the details. We don't need to rehash it because it it's was a in, balloon that went in the air and did some crazy things. So we asked Brought you. people together in a really crazy way. For your amazing coincidences that. Um, well, and let me just say before we. Uh, oops, your before computer we get just started. Uh, that um, we don't have any balloon stories. Oh, I, mean, I thought you were gonna say, before we get started, we don't believe in coincidences. I'm just gonna. Everything s- happens for a reason. I'm just gonna say hey, that. We can talk about I didn't that. know exactly what to expect. 
I'm not saying that. My so, hopes were high. I'm not saying that these stories are not amazing, especially to the people who experience the things. But they did not meet but, my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that it's a different. I mean, the story I just shared about the the couple that didn't get married. We so didn't their get. Kids we didn't really exist get one of those. and then get married. Yeah, y'all y'all didn't give us one of those. Well, but I think so. That, what we're saying is, you know what? <laughs> Scroll through your podcast. If there's something else that you're like. Almost about to choose. No, I actually have a point. That's not. That's not. Stick with us. Going to encourage them to like make things up next time, and that is coincidences are significant because they are uncommon. Coincidences are significant because they are rare. It is not every day that you find out that the the you know your the parents of you and your spouse. Almost got married in a foreign country. Are you? There's, you're reacting weird to what you just I'm drank. Sorry. Well, I was trying this new type of coffee that you like. You pour a little coffee in the bottom, a concentrate, and then yep. you. I added cream, and then I added hot water, and I think it stratified because I just drank enough of the coffee to realize that I have not been drinking anything but creamer and water. Well, that's not bad. Well, it's it's gonna be. Do you need to stir it with quite your a finger? Grand or I was looking for something to stir it with. I looked at your finger. Looked back at my finger. Stir I mean, it with your finger. I looked at the mythical comb here. Oh, kind of an early promo. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. You could stir it with the. Comb. You could stir it with the back of the mythical brush. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna drink it. It'll stir up in my stomach. Okay. I apologize. All I was saying is that I'm not surprised that every single person who listens to Ear Biscuits and chose to contribute a coinkadink story doesn't have some mind-blowing thing because if everybody experiences this, it would be absolutely, it wouldn't be mind-blowing anymore. It would be normal. Our minds would just be blown all the time and then everybody's like, eh, big, big deal, big then, deal. That would just be the wind. But for me, this is more a study in, um, what when you just ask an average person what is their most significant coincidence? It's like, oh, I see how that is really significant uh, to you. I don't necessarily know if this is going to like be like featured on, on NPR, but I also <laughs> think that um, I think that we can determine whether or not these are just random coincidences or actual magic occurred. Oh, because I feel like we we could be authoritative about that. I'll. Okay, so is it a quinky dink, a full blown coincidence, or just unequivocally magic? Yeah, yeah, right. And when we say magic, that's just a general umbrella term that don't read too much into that. That could mean the is the universe trying to tell me something? Is this a, is this a personalized message from God? Hey, what, hey was it you know? orchestrated, yeah, yes. or as you would say, was it orchestrated? Orchestrated, yeah. Um. You know, so, or was it just coincidental? Hit it. Let's get started with Laura Carlisle. I've been with my partner four years and we constantly find ourselves saying the same Anything thing with the with same, same inflection, inflection at the same, the same time. time. For example, I'll be thinking of something random that has no correlation to him like, hmm, I wonder how snails mate. <laughs> and next thing, he starts a conversation on how snails have sex. Is it coincidence? Have we just got so close? Let's not call it snail sex. Let's stick with the word mate when it comes to snails. I just don't think, 
I just don't think it's dirty enough to call it sex. And I celebrate that there's a there's a dirty side to I, sex. I imagine that snail sex is especially dirty. Have you ever like looked at a snail Sli- trail? Slimy's not dirty. Says you. Hey, they don't need any external yeah. lube, I guess. Boy, we've done it. Have we got so close that we were coming one or are we unknowingly communicating silently like the way trees communicate and share with each other through tiny fungal threads under the soil? Well, I first, like I can, you, Laura. I, I can answer the, 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 your question at the end there. Unless you see. Laura's not afraid to talk about snails, sex, or tiny fungal threads. Unless you soil. see. Now, first of all, what she's talking about uh, is this, you know, this is incredible what they have discovered about yes. the, these, these fungal networks that communicate, that trees communicate with each other. Several podcasts, news reports, articles have been written about this by this point, about this by this point and the idea that trees communicate with each other and share resources and a tree that is in need of more sunlight will communicate with one that has gotten more nutrients and like it's it's all being done through these fungal networks. Which are the largest have, living organism on yeah. the planet? There is one that is uh, considered to be, I guess, in terms of just like wow. area. If you do not see fungal threads attached between you and your partner, then I am assuming that that is not what is happening. Incidentally, that is how snails mate. <laughs> Fungal threads? Because <laughs> they're yeah. so slow? It was a joke, Rhett. I'm not gonna actually, I can't I can't defend my statement. Well, I actually, but no, is that what makes <laughs> it a funny joke? Because <laughs> they're so slow? Like fungus has time to grow on them while they're Either bumping you thought and grinding? It, it, it was more of a like it felt funny than it, yeah. you thought funny. Okay, well I think it's actually still funny the more you think about it. Um, Bonus. This is not magic. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that right off the top. This is not magic, this is just be, being If you're thinking about something place. and then somebody brings something up, there's something that neither one of you have seen, have identified that you've both been exposed to. You know, it's, so it's a quinky dink. You know, it's like, you weren't talking about it, and it wasn't. It wasn't obviously. You, you're not. You're not both looking at snails mating, or one snail that's lonely, or, you know. But at some point, you were you were both exposed to snails in such a way that well, something like then a sexy snail, sexy snail, and then something triggered it in each of your minds at the same time, and so on a subconscious level, you were subconsciously triggered by something snail sex related, that then when you you had the thought and you, well, and then he had, and then you made the statement, you you can't, you're not, you're not drawing it back to the connection, but it's there, it's under the roots, it's in the soil. And I do believe- it's a good analogy. That snails, otherwise known as escargot when they are eaten by the French- Leave are, it to you to consider everything in its, in its final food form. They are an aphrodisiac. Huh? I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. it feels right. So um, you're trying to take my joke thing and, and just no, no, no. I'm, this is not a, this is not a joke. So exactly, I th- you're trying to assert something in the same way that I make a joke. I bet you it'll just feel funny. No, I bet you what what you said feels right, but if you think about it, doesn't make sense. What, I'm just giving a plausible explanation for this specific coincidence, and that is I already that, did that. 
you guys were, no, you you didn't give a plausible specific explanation. You said you experienced, I'm saying. Give me an example. I'm saying what they experienced specifically that led to this conclusion. And that is, they were watching a program. It was a television show. They call it program in some places. Okay. And they were, and it was about, uh, it was a nature documentary. And there was something, not a snail, but something snail-like, like a slug that makes most people think of snails. Yeah, that was featured. They both watched that, right? They between did. forty-eight and seventy-two hours before this coincidence. Then the second thing that happened was, they both saw something about uh, French cuisine, and learn. And, and, and somebody said something they, they, in a long list of things that were aphrodisiacs. Escargot oh. was an aphrodisiac, or it could just be something I as simple you. as they had watched a nature documentary, and then when they were in separate rooms. They were they were, began as partners often do began to think about what would it be like to have sex right now. Oh, maybe we should have sex. That's one of the things that happens when you are in a, are, are in a relationship when you're sexually active. When you're sexually active, it's like well maybe we, we should we, we should have sex right now. We should be we should activate sexually right now. And so those things got jumbled up in the way that they get jumbled up in your mind before a dream, and they just happen to happen at the same time. I mean, nothing to write home about here. It's just kind of cool that you guys are in, in sync with each other. Maybe it's a pandemic thing, but I definitely have seen there's more there's more of that dynamic. It's like, uh, well, so what am I gonna do now? I'm at home, like I've always been, with the same people I've always been. One of them's my wife. Um, this is your thought process. I could have, <laughs> you know, we could we could have sex. Hmm. That's how your brain works. And then I send her an email. From a different part of the house. That's just how, that's how we set it up. Okay, it's very formal. It's like that way. You know, it's like you you got to both. You you got you got to sync your wavelengths. That's best done through email. I call it a naughty gram. I w- I would think that texting works better in in the, in this scenario. It's not, it's not formal enough. Okay. Well, yeah, my I dad mean, always ends his text with love, dad, like with a salutation. Is that what they call that? What, what is the salutation? The beginning sign off. There's an official. Where are we going? I'm just saying that you can make a text very formal. You can say, "Dear Christy, oh, I'm in the other room, thinking maybe we should have sex." Sincerely, your husband. Link. Shanice, Lost Girl 23 on Twitter said, "Not mine." <laughs> just to get that out of the way. But okay. my parents were. This is kind of like your Vietnam story. Were Flower Girl and Page Boy. Now we'll come back to Page Boy to the same wedding because my dad was the nephew of the groomsman and my grandmother was friends with the bride. My parents are not related. Ha ha ha. Sweaty emoji, sweaty laughing emoji. The only, they only realized when they got married themselves. Okay, so there's they only realized when they got married. There's no connection between the two families. What, what about Page Boy? Can we can we go there? Is this is Page Boy mean the ring bearer? Uh, I'm gonna say. Or do they bring a pager to this wedding? Yeah, I, I think it's on a pillow, but it's the pager instead of a ring. Because he's like a, he, was, he was a doctor or was, a drug dealer. Uh, a guy getting married was a drug dealer, and no, he's just an uh, EMT. He's EMT. He's an EMT. And I was so, a okay, I right. was a ring bearer in my aunt Tc's wedding. You remember the, it? The little no, I don't remember it. Of course, uh, you know, you got all the 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 wedding pictures, and I had a pillow with the with the. I guess both rings were on it. 
that's a lot to entrust like a, a, a little child young enough to not remember it. And also like I'd, ha- I'd have trouble not eating one of the rings the way I was at that <laughs> age. I would just put things in my mouth. I mean, I was like, that's pr- I guarantee I was you like that's four, I was four years old. How many ring bearers I was smart enough swallow not the ring every eat year? Eat a ring. And then they were like, oh crap, well we have to delay the wedding. How long does it take a ring to get through a toddler's digestive system? Hmm. Or do you just have the wedding and Write then be that like, down. let's do a, we'll just do a, a, like a temporary ring or a pager in this case. Maybe that's what happened. Were you ever in a ring bearer? How many weddings have you been in, just by the way? How many weddings have I been in? Well, you were in my as wedding. Ch- as a child, none. Mm-hmm. I was only in my, my Aunt Tisi's wedding, I believe. My first wedding that I was in was my brother's. Which might be the first wedding that you weren't in that wedding. Well, I wasn't in Cole's wedding. You came to it, though. Well, yeah, I attended the wedding, I think. It was in, yeah, it was in Indiana. In Indiana, we drove yeah. to Chicago, remember That's that? That's right, yeah. Unauthorized. Yeah. That was awesome, yeah. yeah. We we actually drove to Indiana. We picked up your granddad, he was, uh, he was um, On the, yeah, thumbing. He was, he, well, no. <laughs> he got it backwards. My granddad picked us up. Yeah, we were, we were hitchhiking. We were in uh, Rensselaer, Indiana, and my grandfather, my dad's dad, who lived in Michigan, who we didn't have the best of, of relationships with. <laughs> um, I had seen him maybe once in my life, he decides that he can make the drive down to uh, Indiana to see my brother get married. And Link and I had driven a car from North Carolina to Indiana at like age, whatever we were, 17, 17 at the time. Probably. And uh, But then for some reason when we got there, we no longer had use of the car because somebody else was using it, my dad or Cole or somebody. Yeah, they needed the extra car for something. And at that point, me and you were like, let's explore we're not staying this town. Here. Well, and well, well, I'm not staying here at the rehearsal not, or whatever. I'm yeah, we drove to Chicago. We did that. Yeah. But I'm saying, other than the, driving to Chicago, we were walking, after we got rid of the car, we were walking around in Rensselaer, Indiana, and an old man pulls up and rolls down the window, and it's my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Talk about a coincidence. And I literally have seen this guy once in my life. And he's like, You need a ride? He knew who you were. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. And we got in there, and he was like, Yeah. I don't know about this town. It's got more churches than liquor stores. You remember him saying that? Yeah. Because I was in the car, I don't remember that. I yeah. remember like, wow, to be Rhett's granddad, this, this is kind of a, this is kind of a this weird interaction. cold relationship. <laughs> I mean, he did, I just didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know him. Yeah. But I never, I'll never forget that line. There's more, he didn't, I don't know about this town. There's more churches than liquor stores. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was how he judges revealing. how comfortable he would be with a town. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, and after that, did you ever see him again? Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I think I saw him twice. I think I saw him once when I was probably like 10 and then once when my brother got married. He didn't show up for your wedding. He did not. He did not show up. I've never even thought, really thought. I mean, we literally had very little relationship with him. It's not like a broken relationship that was, that I used to remember him and it was broken. It was just never, it never happened. So I don't really think much about it. Um, Except a, for that story, which we do think about occasionally. Yeah, right. Um, if he wasn't in town for the wedding, that'd be one hell of a coincidence. <laughs> exactly, <Right. laughs> exactly. Oh, what, what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> But again, I think this is a really cool story for your parents, and I'm sure your parents tell this story, Shanice, to friends. But if you grow up, but, but if you like, if you're 
connected to people in a town who get married and then like, well they didn't realize it until they got married. That's that's what makes it weird. Like like maybe they didn't live in the town or they moved away or something or I don't know. But this I is I need more details to be wowed. This is not magic. I mean ultimately what we're saying is this is just a coincidence. It's cool, it's cute. And uh your parents they have a really cool story that they can tell, but it's not magic. No magic occurred here. I think this is a good one. Jen Everson at Jenny White E or Jenny Whitey, I don't know, double E at the end. My husband and I went to the same uni. Uh-oh, your, your British is showing, or I don't know, wherever you're, your, your non-American use of university. Yeah, We don't say uni here. No, we don't. It just, right. yeah. it, it kinda reminds me, it's like saying like any Audi or uni. It's mm. like a third type of belly button. Right, yeah. My husband and I went to the same uni but didn't meet during that time. Near the start of our relationship, we were walking past the house I had last lived in, and he told me he had also lived there only five years earlier, in the same bedroom. So crazy, what a small, weird world. Well, it's not as weird as if he would have said, you know what, I live there in this room. And I'm a vampire. Under the bed that you slept in. Yeah, right. Uh, and you just never knew it. That's pretty cool, I mean, you get married, you have this, you know, obviously you, you, you found this connection, you found your soulmate, and then you realize that you slept in the same place only five years apart? I have a theory here that I think might hold some water. Magic? It's not definitely not magic, this is all science. Um, now, you know, having uh, made an ad for sleepbetter.org back in the day to try to get people to replace their pillow. <clears throat> Just how many dead skin cells a person sheds. A lot. Um, okay, I, okay, recent, what's happening? Recently, I was watching something and they were talking about dust and they were like, in your house, if you just go up to a shelf, like a top shelf that you haven't been to in a while and you run your finger across that dust, a very high percentage of that dust, if not most of it, is dead skin cells from the people who live in the house. Wow. Now, I just the heard majority? that one time, and maybe it's not true that it's the majority, but a lot. And the number of skin, the, the, the amount of pounds of skin that you shed in a week, or there's, you just are getting rid of a lot more of yourself than you, you, than you realize. Yeah. And every nine years, your entire body is new. Every single cell in your body, even the ones that take a long time to like, turn over, like your liver cells, all everything is new. So wow. while your husband, now who lived there first? He, he also did. He lived. He did five years earlier. So your husband's living in this bedroom, he is just shedding himself all <laughs> over the bedroom. I mean, he, 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 he will forever, he's still in that bedroom. He's shedding the bed? He's shedding the bed, he's shedding the walls, he's shedding the ceiling. Your husband is all over this room and it's almost like the essence of husband. It might be a different bed. I was probably not, definitely not the same bedding. No, it's not, he's the walls. But the walls. Walls, the floor, mm -hmm. the, definitely the ceiling. Nobody dusts the ceiling. Oh. And then you go. I do. Into this room <laughs> and you live for some specified period of time. And we already know. Your skin cells and his skin cells make a skin cell baby. That's not what happened. That then. That you can't get pregnant it, that it way. It flies that's around not what like a fairy and introduces the two no, of you see, together. Now, now you're getting into magic. 
Now, here's another scientific principle at play. I think we talked about this. We tried to do an episode of GMM about this and it didn't work. Uh, it was one of those experimental episodes where we had different people wear different shirts and then you smelled them and decided if you were like, we tried to guess who it was, but it was based on a study that had been done, which is based on people's pheromones and sort of like just general body odor, you, different people are attracted to different sort of, for lack of a better word, flavor profiles of other people. I don't think that was science. I think it was just some person who we had on the show who said they could do a personality profile based on what people That was like. different. Okay. But no, but th no, cause there was a study that was done where it was like, if okay, say if I if if me, as a uh, a heterosexual man who is attracted to women, were to smell ten women's shirts that they had worn, and I rank them according to which one which smell I was most attracted to, if you were then to show me those women, I might, I would be more likely to order them in my level of attraction to them based on what I the, the smell, like that's what the study kind of in general said. Huh. So. What I'm saying is that I believe that We almost gin, did an episode of GMM called Do White People Smell Like Cheese? We did, we did. That was pitched to us, but we never did it. We, did, we decided against that. But spoiler alert, we, we do. do. Jen, what happened in your situation is your husband had shed your, in the room <laughs> and you became, you breathed him in over the course of the time that you lived there and whether or not you had a natural connection with that, just exposure therapy, being exposed to the leftover husband that is in that room over wow. the course of the time you left lived there, you became primed. Developed an affinity. Yes. Uh. It's just like when you're trying to get rid of a peanut allergy and you give a little bit of peanut to a person over a period of time. So now it's like her husband is the peanut. She doesn't have an allergy to him but in the same way that you can get rid of an allergy, you can enhance an attraction. And that is precisely and scientifically and definitively what happened in this case, and that is why you're together today. I actually wonder if it's the opposite. If I wonder if she was still, well, if she was still living in the room when they started dating, she he would have known that. I was I, hoping I, you would back me up here. I am gonna back you up because my road dead-ended. <laughs> I'm gonna be very- For Fairly quickly. I, I'm just gonna be very specific. I mean, I don't know if it's skin cells, but like, oh, it is. I, I think it's like this, like, even if it was like a scent thing, that then when she's, like there's something about that room that like a part of him made the room smell a certain way, and then f five years later, maybe it still smelled that way, and then he smell, she, he, she smells him and in real life later, and it makes that, it's just another, it's a comforting connection. She when, smelled seashores, seashells about the seashore. <laughs> uh, we got we got some other good ones. Are they gonna be magic? I don't know. It definitely enhanced their connection. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma? Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. 
Okay, nice. Joe Scott. I only ever washed my first car twice. Both times I did this, I had minor accidents three days later. I've never hand washed a car ever again. Now this is not a it's coincidence. An excellent this is reason a superstition. This is different. This is a superstition. Um, it's a correlation, but it's not a coincidence because you did something and then something happened three days later. A coincidence is when like things come together that are completely out of your control and that you can't ritualize it. That is superstition. I agree, but do you? When was the last time you hand washed a car? Um, have you hand washed any not of your in current LA. cars? I don't think I've ever hand washed a car in L.A. No, hmm. there's so many car washes around. It's like it's part of the economy. <sighs> Agreed. Back home, I mean, because they, I mean, with the water restrictions, they wouldn't let you just hose down your car for lots of time. It's like you can only wash your car certain days of the week, and I'm like, well, screw it. I just won't wash my car unless I'm getting somebody else to do it correctly. I mean, I don't want to get in an accident three days later either. By the way, um, I've hand I've hand washed. I probably hand washed my car four times since since being in LA. Do you you have a brush like I, a? Yeah, I went on Amazon and bought like a little like twenty dollar kit that was like a, yeah, a bucket full Why? of like the thing. Um, Did you like the idea of washing your own car? No, there was a specific reason. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. What? I went to one of these one of the normal washers. Okay, and. Uh, some of the drive-through washers, and then some are the like, you pull up and you do the spray and you kind of dial in and it's got the brush that the soap comes out of and then you spray it off. Mm -hmm. But both of those, both times, because they never get completely dry, I got, and this was like on a new car, I got those. Um, water spots. Water spots, and you can see, it. my car is gray, but it's a dark gray. Your car is like light tan or whatever the color is. Mm -hmm. You probably got water spots, you just can't see them. Those water spots drove me crazy and I was just like, oh, I'll just wash it again and I go back and wash it again. I was like, maybe it was just something about not drying. No, oh, the same thing happened again. And, and then I'm going online and they're like, well. You have to dry it. Yeah, I know you have to dry it, but you have to hand dry it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you bought a whole kit just so you could hand dry? No, I had to wash the car to get the water spots off. So you bought a whole kit to wash the water spots off? And then I was out there and, and I then was it like. Didn't ha ha it didn't help. No, it did. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Playing some music, kind of felt like a California guy. You know what I'm saying? Like out in the it's driveway. A, it's an American. It's an Amer. It's an American movie type. And situation. I was very conscious of the the amount of water I used. I didn't use that much water. But I also, I mean, I, I'll pass on this unsolicited piece of advice. I didn't understand how important it was for the temperature to, for it to not be too hot and sunny when you're washing your car. I know it seems like something the California guy wouldn't say, but if it's in the 90s yeah, and you wash your car and water spots all day long because you can't get it off fast enough. You need to wait until it's in the 70s or and you definitely need to do it in the late evening or early morning when the sun is not shining directly on that stuff so it doesn't dry immediately. I don't, and that changed my world. I don't remember seeing so many car washes back home, but out here, yeah, you would go through the thing and then there would be the hand wash part and then you there's like a swarm of people that just dry hand dry the whole car. 
Yeah, you're talking about taking it to one of those places that you get out of the car and it's driven through and then somebody drives it. Yeah, I, I've done that for sure. Because the ones that like at the gas station that you drive through, yeah. don't go to that. No. I'm not saying don't go to that because of the thing people worry about with like their paint job. I don't care about my paint job. But I'm just saying that the drying is important. And there wasn't even a coincidence involved. CV Films at Technoboy 652. Once I was driving in this parking lot and got cut off, forcing me into a curb, which popped my tire. I start driving away and realize that the tire is popped. I like how he's using the term popped. Popped the tire. So I pull across the street into a small parking lot to inspect it. I looked up and I had pulled directly into a tire store. This might be magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's serendipity, you know. Uh, you pop your tire and then you, I mean, it's kinda like, I remember the one time that I was driving, back in North Carolina, I was driving from um, Holly Springs to Apex and I got pulled over by a cop and I, there was, I had to find the right a bit of curb to pull over on and when I finally found it to pull over, the cop behind me the whole time, I looked up and it was the police department. I was at the police station. I'll go straight, just book me now. <laughs> yes, uh, I remember that. So I know the feeling. So it's like, I, you know, you feel the need to explain. It's kind of a different feeling. You feel the need to explain. I didn't mean to, I didn't even know this was a tire shop. I just, you know, it's just here I am. Well, I think that this is all about perspective. You got the guy who has busted his tire, popped his tire, who pulls in and he's like, isn't this awesome? And this is crazy. This is crazy that it has pulled into this tire place. And the tire guys who work at the tire place are like, oh, there's another guy who thinks it's a great coincidence that he popped his tire on that curb that busts everybody's tire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it might. they might have like spike strips. They might, they might be it's drawing. It's intentional. Yeah, they might be drawing people in. Might be yeah. more than just a curb, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just a curb. It might, it might it be sabotage. A, 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 a tire Ponzi scheme. A tire popping Ponzi scheme. I bet you they didn't do that. Let's be, let's believe the best. I mean, this is it is a good feeling. Here's the thing that did excite me about talking about coincidences, coinky dinks, large and small, is the when you experience it, there's like this elation. It's like oh, I'm at a tire shop, this is so perfect. Like this is lined up. You know, that's most of the time it's like inexplicable, but for it to be so serendipitously service oriented is really nice. But even when it's just kind of crazy, like man, we were we were in the same wedding as kids and now we're married. Uh, it feels cool, it feels cool, right? Yeah. I mean, do you remember the the main, uh, coincidence that I'd love to hear again is is the wild horses one, and we can get back to the tire guy. Ear biscuits is supported by the farmer's dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them, and if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. 
Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. Okay, the wild horses story. Because this one highlights perfectly the thrill of experiencing a coincidence. Like you may not know the meaning, but you feel like there should be a meaning because it's just so crazy that it happened. And it's a shared experience that when you tell it, it's never as good as when you experienced it. But it brings up other people's experiences so you, at least you can share in that. And that's what I want. I don't remember what year it was, let's just say 2005, <laughs> because it was in the aughts. Okay. I'm with my brother-in-law, Chris, in a boat at the North Carolina beach, specifically in the sound between Emerald Isle and the mainland, near Beaufort, North Carolina. Okay. This is a new boat that Chris has gotten, that bought, he bought from his brother, I think, so we're kind of like feeling like this freedom of like, man, we just we, we got a boat. We can go anywhere on this intercoastal waterway. Yeah. And that's not like an expression that I made up. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So we're in the boat and you know, the the coast of North Carolina has got the outer banks, but it's not just the mainland and then like you know, a long strip of, there's all kinds of little islands all around if you look at the map of the coast, right? Mm -hmm. Some are small, some are big, there's just a bunch of them. And as we're kind of going through the sound, I see these little marsh covered islands, some have trees on them. And I'm like, you know, there's an, there's an island somewhere on the coast of North Carolina that has wild horses on it. And Chris is like, no. I'm like, yeah, like I, I, there's, um, I think it has something to do with maybe like the Spanish came over here hundreds of years ago and some horses got out and now there's like a wild population, like Undomesticated. A of wild horses yeah. that live on some island. I was like, I don't think it's anywhere around here, but there are, there are horses, there are wild horses somewhere. So, I mean, we moved on. We started talking about other things mm -hmm. and then we just start going like he's like, you know, got the pedal to the metal. We're just flying through the sound. You can't hear anything. We're playing the radio. The whole time we've been playing the radio, but we can't hear anything when the, you're going full bore. Mm -hmm. And we're going past this island. And all of a sudden, we look to our right and out from like behind a tree, this horse <laughs> like comes up and like, comes up and like turns away sideways so that like we can see the whole horse body. Wow. Like it's displaying itself to us. And what did he say? The horse said nothing. Okay. Chris immediately stops accelerating yeah. and, the boat, and the boat slow, slows down and we're just idling. And we look at each other like what in the world? And he's like looking at me like I can't believe this is happening then because the boat is no longer making any noise because we're idling, we hear 
the song that is playing on the radio. And the song that is currently playing on the radio is Wild Horses by Rolling Stones. <laughs> crazy, man. That's crazy. And then, do, do you remember what you did? You just kinda, you looked at each other wide-eyed, right? And you were like, are you, are we really here for this, right? Yeah, it was, it was mind-blowing. It's a great feeling. It was mind-blowing. It's kinda, it's like, it's a strange mixture of what? Awe, fear. There's like a little bit of fear in it, right? It's like, you start to feel like, is there meaning? You have a choice. Is, it, is, is this a puzzle? You have a choice in that moment. And the human tendency is to attach meaning to it, right? Sure. Of course, it is questionable what the meaning would be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, what is the what is the right. lesson from the universe here? What am I, am I supposed to like write a letter to Keith Richards? Like, I don't know what, like, what is the point? We just kind of reveled in the coincidence and also with, you know, me, and you're the same way, I'm also thinking, man, I've got a hell of a story to tell. You know, he's like, I can't wait till we get back home. Was it just one horse? Because uh, typically there's like a whole herd. Well, I think we ended up seeing another one like, by, like you know, eventually we saw some other ones. Sure wasn't a deer. It was a horse and it was called Shackleford Island. And that it, was it. Which is known, yeah, which is known as You having, didn't even know that was it and you were just shooting the breeze earlier having heard. I had heard like a, you know, like a radio story about it or something. But but, but go with me here because there is something to that, this, uh, this strange mixture of emotions associated with experiencing something, you know, so wild and so horse-like. Well, there is a bit maybe, of, there's, a, there's awe. There's a that's, rush. That's, and a rush that's almost, it feels a little bit like fear, like like you're on the edge of a building kind of a thing. There's like a physical response well, to it. Well, do you think, and I don't like to be. Like dribble pee in your I, pants. I don't wanna be overly reductionistic and, I, and, and, to, and to say that, and I know that there are some people who try to like point to the very specific like evolutionarily ev evolutionary advantage that of meaning making that yeah, led to this i mean and i know that there is a scientific explanation for the significance and also the sort of mental response that we get to coincidence you know us guessing that there's a lion in the bushes and there being a lion and there being a lion in the bushes is that's a good that's good like that helped you survive, you know what I mean? That's probably overly simplistic. But it could have it could have something to do with that, that being able to recognize and attach significance to seemingly random things is helpful for your survival. But it could just also be that it just is an amazing, it helps you connect socially. Because me and my brother-in-law have this story yeah. that we'll tell. We we will tell if we're in in the right place, right time. You know, I mean, it is uh, when Christian and I were on our van trip. I think that's uh, again. I was thinking of. I think there were there were wild burrows like throughout like Utah, Arizona, California. Lots of little lot of donkeys running around um, in those open spaces, and it reminded me of the story you just told, and. I was telling Christy the story, and I was playing my Spotify um, playlist, and 
The song Wild Asses from Two Live Crew. <laughs> <laughs> the song Wild Horses came on as I was telling the story and I had not played it. I, I didn't select the playlist knowing that it was in the playlist. It was a really long, like automatically generated playlist and it, you know, yes, I was in like 70s classic rock playlist. But still, there's but, a lot of there's a lot of music in that genre. So I I mean, we weren't freaking out when it happened, but it it did give us give me a little boost, you know? Yeah. It's uh Yeah, definitely. I think I think the the main thing is when you experience the, the something a, a coincidence, like don't hold back on the celebration part of it. Enjoy to me, it. To me, that's like that's the thing, like squeeze that lemon, milk it for all it's worth, the worth. Like, you know, just really smush the teat. Well, I think that's, you know, you know I think that's why. It's fun. I, so. Cause like when we, you know, we'll do that a lot. Like we'll turn things into a coincidence. Well, that's what like I'm getting this at. fortune cookie is telling us what we should do with our careers and then our eyes will get big and we're like, but what I'm, does this mean? Well, but I'm talking about more than just that cause we don't, we were talking about this, we don't remember what the fortune cookie said but we had a significant fortune yeah. cookie experience at some point. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But I don't know if <laughs> I told this significant story. significant enough to remember. But also at the beach with my wife's family, not on the same trip, but uh, with our friend Mike uh, that we've been camping with a number of times. Yeah. And we were eating and uh, we had finished corn on the cob and we had all these, we had all these corn cobs. Okay. And um, for some reason we just got the idea that we were gonna from the third floor of the third floor balcony of this beach house, we were going to throw corn cobs and try to get them to land in the middle of the road between the, the, the double yellow line. Okay, yeah. Okay. So this equals Littering. A, big, a big pile of corn cobs all over a road. Unless the first one you throw. No. Rolls, hits the road, and rolls and comes to rest right between the double yellow the lines. Fir the first one I threw. The first one Mike threw. First one I threw. First one Mike threw. And the funny Mike thing is, is, is amazing. Mike has been with me for about four or five weird things that have happened like that. But what I'm saying is that. You know why? And this is the great thing about Mike. Because my, I knew Mike would go nuts if it happened. Well, but also earlier than that, it's like, you know what, this is worthwhile. Like this stupid idea that is, on the edge of impossibility is just, this is a worthwhile endeavor, you know? So I would even, I'm even celebrating that part of it. You've got someone around who's like, you know what, this is, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. And, and there's something about if you hold your mouth just right, you, and if you have, if you, it's like you brought this confidence to it, it's like I know what the experience of that corn cob landing just right, would be like so you I bet you I wasn't there but I bet you set it up like we're going to do we're going to we're going to throw this and we, you know you're inventing something crazy like we're going it's going to land parallel right in between you're setting Just something because, up that's unlikely and so that if it be, if it does happen it's going to be awesome I mean and then, to happen on the first thing is like I mean 
I assume you erupted in celebration for a prolonged period of time. Oh, of course we did. And then. And I also assume you didn't try it anymore or did Mike say, I'm gonna do it too? I can't remember, but more recently, Mike came to stay with us in a house we live in currently. And uh, we're like telling the boys stories about, so I can't remember most of them right now. That's the, the, that's the craziest one, but we've done things like that usually involving throwing something at something to see what would happen. But I mean, this, that, that's a long standing tradition. I think I think it's the, from when we were kids, I think it's the yeah, well, I, thing. Well, I did a lot of things where it was just like, I'm gonna throw this rock at this pole and if I hit it, the answer to this question is yes. It was kind of my magic eight ball. Yeah. I did a lot of that, but we were telling Locke and Shepard the story and then it turned into, okay, we're gonna throw the basketball on top of the house and it's gonna come down and bounce once and then bank into the basket, okay. the basketball goal. And uh, it did not happen on the first try, but we committed and we took like an hour and we finally got it. And because our roof is terracotta, so you can't predict the bounce of the basketball. Plink, it's got a plink of <laughs> so, nature. Anyway, but yeah, but I, so I love setting that stuff up just because it's cool and it, for me it's, it's, it's about the connection. Yeah, that's with somebody that's, else. Yeah, it, that that's that's the great thing. If about you're it. just by yourself, if it happens by it's yourself, it's, it's just a little freaky. You might connect by telling a story about it later, but um, I got nothing else to say about the tire story. Let's let's go to mythical crew members. Hmm. I I guess Kiko put this to crew members. Oh, maybe they follow us on Twitter. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a a prerequisite for working for us, but uh. Hey, do you follow employees? Because I, as a policy, don't. Um, I have sort we of. We haven't discussed this. I have a general policy of not following employees, but I realized that it wasn't always my policy, and so there was a time in which I did follow some people, and then it's like if somebody's been with us for a really long time, sometimes I'll be like, mm, I maybe I should. I don't have a good policy on this, but I probably should just. I should have a policy. You don't follow anybody. As a policy, no, I don't. I think my policy is not great because it can open me up to uh, favoritism. It seems like I'm I'm showing favoritism. Yeah, you got to go in there and unfollow people. <laughs> unfollow the people who work for you. Okay, all right. It's like a it's like, it's a you know it's a personal professional boundary. But I mean that being said, you're still being watched. And I'm talking to you, mythical crew members. Oh yeah, right. Um, Annalise, producer on Mythical Kitchen now. Uh, okay, yeah. She 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 tweeted a shortened version of this, but I know the complete story because I watched the uh, Chase hosted Good Mythical Crew podcast that's exclusively on the Mythical Society, and uh, Annalise was one of the. Uh, producers on, but like people who were fans first and then became employees, that's the episode they did and I really got a, I mean, you, t you got a kick out of that, but she tells the story of, I and I'm gonna mess it up, but um, I'm pretty sure she just moved to LA, she moved in with a roommate, she did not know this roommate, if I remember correctly, and then she like, uh, she was a fan of ours, and we had we were making that Lionel Richie. We sing all night long, all night long. Lionel Richie's all night long. And at one point, 
even though we were we were filming it constantly for like all 11 hours, at one point we go into this house party and there's all these people that we wanted to come out. So we put a call out to fans in the LA area who wanted to show up at like 2 a.m. at this house that we were gonna walk through singing all night long and they were gonna start singing along with us and that's a big scene in the in the video. And Annalise is just a fan and she's like, Oh wow! I just I just moved I I'm just moving in today and tonight is when I'm I gotta go, and she like she's like I know this sounds weird you're my new roommate and she like tells her roommate that she's like I'm fans of these guys they're doing this music video so I'm gonna be going to this house party music video thing at like three a.m. and her roommate's like I'll go with you. And this is like when they first met. So they both go, and yeah, she tweeted, I was at Retin Link's all night long, 4 a.m. house party, 4 a.m., playing a kazoo, and now I work for them. <laughs> and I'm we did not remember. hire her that night, we didn't meet her that night. But she, you can see her in the music video. Somebody co- had to coordinate what the, what the crowd would do when we walked in, because we couldn't not walk, we couldn't. Yeah, there were people, there were, we had someone there who was like organizing the crowd and getting so them. When we walked in, they getting them know to what rehearse, to do. Yeah. getting them to rehearse and everything. Because we left the house, went into the front yard, and then went out on the street. And they followed us down the street in the middle of the night in this neighborhood. Yeah, and then we got in a car, and 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 kept going. I'm sure we made some people mad. It was wild. But Annalise is in the video, right? If you watch, yeah. the, if you watch that, that scene, you can see her in the video. And then years later, years later. Because that was a long time ago. Yeah, she she works for us. It's quite. I mean, I and think that not, might be magic. And that and she did not tell the story in her job interview, which wasn't with us. So it didn't. She didn't get any brownie points for that. That's probably. You know what? It's probably wise to not tell that kind of story in your job interview. Yeah. Like I got a weird call from Rhett and Link years ago to show up at a house at four a.m. and I did. Unless yeah. you showed up on a wild horse. <laughs> Read Jenna's. Okay, I got to bring this closer to me because well, it's, it's the, fine te- print. the text is small. Jenna, who works for us, LOL. I have a good coincidence story that guys might like. A few years ago, after taking a break from assistant work for about a year, I thought to myself that I was ready to maybe assist again if I liked who I worked for. I didn't tell anyone. Didn't tell anyone. The next day, my best friend, Laura, texted me about these two men. (laughs) (laughs) Two men. Uh, Whose hair and makeup she was doing for their show. Talking about needing an assistant. She threw my name out there. Those men were Rhett and Link. First of all, I just appreciate she's saying those men. You know, we get called boys a lot. Uh, And sometimes guys. guys. Yeah. Those men, Rhett and Link. (laughs) Well, that, 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 that's part of her, uh, you know, her well, job yeah, requirement. We, we told her that she has Re- to remember. Call us, remember, call one us of the that. first things we told her is that always refer to us as men. The men, because somebody <laughs> needs to. <laughs> well, this is a coincidence that I'm very glad worked out. In fact, I mean, she didn't tell anybody. She didn't even tell Laura. In her job Laura interview, well, first of all, she was recommended by Laura, who we trusted and spent a lot of time with, and especially in the, like when you, when it comes to having someone Touch who's, who's going to be well. Yeah, I was going to move beyond that to say somebody oh. who's your assistant. Um, there's got to be the ability to kind of click with them personally. Yeah, and not not only did they have to be good at their job, but you you kind of you need to be able to get along with them, and. Um, 
Laurie just kind of saw. She was like, you know who would be perfect for this, and so that did a that did a lot to kind of prepare us for liking Jenna. And then her job interview was essentially coming to the mythical Christmas party that year. She was Laura as Laura's plus one. Yeah, and of course, I felt a little bit awkward about turning meeting her at this party into her interview. But of course, you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what else am I going to do here? So we kind of conducted the interview. Let's get this over with. in a loud bar where there was a guy in the corner doing bonsai because we thought that would be funny. It was kind of nice because I mean, Christy was there for it and then Christy ended up talking to her and Laura more. And so it was like. Because Jesse and Christy needed to also like Jenna. Yeah, that's that's true and just like. She was gonna be know. working with them too. And it all worked but, out. But I, did, well, I didn't know that Jenna wasn't looking for an assistant job until like in her mind the day before. So, right. And you know what, it's worked out. Yeah. Kiko. Producer of this podcast, who's sitting behind that in the glass booth over there. Four years ago, it was a Friday before I was going to start my new job at Mythical. I had the day off, so I hit up my college friend of 10 years to see if she wanted to hang out. She told me that she was waiting for a meeting with this company that she had been freelancing for for the past few weeks, and she was going to find out if she was going to be brought on full time. I got really excited and told her I was gonna start a new job on Monday too. I asked what company, to which she responded, Mythical, Mythical Entertainment. Entertainment. Although Maggie and I have had many jobs together, this was the first time where we both got hired separately without the other knowing. <laughs> Somehow we can't seem to get rid of each other. I yeah, want Kiko will throw Maggie into a story. K uh, Maggie was in well, Kiko's uh, uh, ghost story. A magic story too. Oh yeah, yeah. Lots of powers at work in uh, in Kiko's. Well, I say based on the the based on the previous the precedent of the ghost story, that I can't just dismiss this as coincidence. There could be something cosmic going on here. I think that we just put out job postings and like they're friends and they apply for the same stuff. Oh, don't minimize stuff. it, I mean, don't minimize is, it. Come on, Kiko, this is not, <laughs> I mean, like you said, you've worked together a lot before, it's just, this is the first time you didn't know it. Yeah, this but, is not, I mean, but think about it, the name of the company. This is just. Name of the company game. is Mythical Entertainment? Uh, okay, okay. I mean, that right. alone yeah, right. gets you thinking a little bit. You're right, right, two men? Two, there's two men work who, who, who <laughs> run it? <laughs> two men. <laughs> Willow Hub. I'm sorry, Kiko. Uh, you know what? That was that was pretty awesome. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Willow Hub tweeted at us once. I got a piece of paper and wrote down what I would say if I was a teacher. Okay. I don't know if but that's the specifics a, have not been provided. I don't know if that's the result of an assignment or like a prompt. That class period, the teacher copied my exact words. It was almost like she was reading my paper. But of course she couldn't, because I still had it, I guess. I freaked out, and the recess, I was super nervous, and then at home, I puked on the paper. Okay, all right, there's a lot here, lots of moving parts. 
wrote down what she would say if she was a teacher, then the teacher just says what she's written down. Look, I, I can't, I'm having a difficult time getting past just the first part of the story. Yeah, writing down. So, so like, okay, yeah. I'm just trying to picture this. You are. Moving on, you wanna just move? <laughs> no, no, so. You're you, not gonna figure it out. You got a piece of paper and you write down what, a, what you would say if you were a teacher. And then the t her teacher said that. But just let's get, I can't get past point one. What is happening there? What kind of, if that's, a, if that's an assignment, what kind of assignment, assignment is that? It's like the teacher's like, you know what? If it's an assignment, then I that makes more sense. I want all of you sense. to write down what you think a teacher would say so psychically I can steal it and, well, no, and it makes my it, job easier. If it was an assignment, then the chances of coincidence go up significantly. Right, because it's, you go like, imagine what a, I don't know what grade this was. I can imagine what a like a, a 10th grader might think a teacher would say. No, if this is just a person who is just deciding on their own to just begin to write down things that teachers might say, I don't, I, what's going on there? Yeah, that's. Have you ever done anything like that? Have you ever just said, you know what, I wonder what a so-and-so might say. I'm gonna write I'm that gonna down. I'm gonna write it down on a sheet of paper. Never, but maybe I should. Especially if I find that I have control over what then <laughs> someone in that occupation says. Yeah, if you, if I it's wonder a what the president would say. Here's the thing, Willow Hub. If it was a magic piece of paper, <laughs> then you puked on it and you ruined it. It could that could have been the beginning of you living an incredible life where you could write things on this paper and then Manifest. manipulate yeah. what people would say, yeah. and you just went home and puked on the paper, and presumably then tossed it. I would say either that, that may or, have been your chance to live an incredible magical life, or just to be like a script writer, because that's kind of what a script they is. say is something that then happens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's what makes that's your calling, being, being Willow. So awesome. Like, good luck with your stomach issues, though. I just, you know what i I think this is a good stopping point. No, I think we have to read the last one. Oh, we have I feel to read like the I'm last one. Puke. No, we have to. We got to read the, something about the. The gunk in the bottom of this stuff I've been drinking. No, we have to read the last one because this is the. I think you just want to say "broke back bitch." That is the name of the uh, the Twitter account, "broke back bitch." Okay. Oh, I was calling you "broke back bitch." Fine, I call you that too all the time. Years ago, planning to intern far from home that summer, I decided to rent a room online. A few weeks before I left, I had a very vivid dream about being there. When I arrived. I had a strong feeling I'd been in the room before, but shook it off thinking of the dream. I assumed the photos from the listing informed the dream, but there were other details in the dream that weren't in the photos. Okay. For example, I opened, and this is all in the dream, I opened the nightstand drawer and saw a specific book, tangled earbuds, folded pieces of paper, and a Q-tip. Used? Doesn't say. When I was moving in weeks later, I opened the nightstand to put my things away. Inside was that same book, tangled earbuds, pieces of paper, Q -tip. and Q-tip in the exact same positions as my dream. It creeped me the hell out and I still don't know what to make of it. And that was the day that I became Broke back bitch. <laughs> the broke back bitch origin story. Yeah, I think he's definitely a superhero. But what's the power? Uh, the power I, to predict what will be in a drawer? 
I don't know. It's like there's definitely a wild that. horse involved. No saddle. That's true. I see you can bring it back to wild horses. I, I haven't seen the movie, but I guess there's like, I don't know. I don't know. If somebody's gay, I think. I think at least two guys. Two men. <laughs> um, There's something here, okay? There's something here. Now, four objects I'm positioned just, in a certain way. I'm just caught up on like open, I don't like the idea of opening a drawer and seeing a Q-tip. Even if you can't tell it's been used. But it's a dream just, Q-tip. Just a lone, no, but then it was real. And that that's kind of, that, that's but the it weirdest came from part. A, it came from a dream though. Like why, why do you have like one Q-tip in a bedside drawer? That's just, that's disturbing. Like, if it, unless it was like coated in plastic, or like in a plastic baggie or something. Do you think this happened? I'm just, I, let me just ask you that. Leave me behind in Q-tip land and keep going with the conjecture because I don't know what to do with this. Well, there are two, there's a number of possibilities but the two ones that I see are number one, everything happened as broke back bitch has said it, said it did, right? Meaning that this was the dream in the position and then she saw in the drawer these specific things. What are the chances that that is exactly what happened? Now, I'm not questioning Brokeback Bitch's integrity here because I do believe that Brokeback Bitch is being, honest. is being honest. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just kinda saying, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. But the, because the other explanation is that in the moment of seeing the stuff inside the drawer, she sort of projected what she's seeing now back onto the memory as right. she accessed it and accessed it in a way that made it seem as if they were the same. Scientifically, I don't know. I think that's what that possible. Process I, is. I think, I mean, if if there was a purpose to it, or there was some redemptive application to like, and and that kept me from you know blah, 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 or enabled me to blah, 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 blah. It's like, or was the first sign of my psychic abilities through dreams, I, you know, it's. Or is there something about the specific book, which again, all we, like, all we see is. Devoid of purpose. Is, is, it, it, is it just a specific book or what is the specific book? Should you have taken action? Should you have taken the tangled earbuds, unplug them, plug them directly into the end of the Q-tip? Maybe something would have played. I would have cleaned out my ears with the Q-tip, then put the earbuds in and, uh, and read, the book. read the book. And then use the folded pieces of paper to take notes on the book. But it, when you think about, I mean, what I didn't wanna get to was <laughs> what I'm about to say. Well, good. There's so many, you know, anything that can happen in some point across all parallel universes does happen. All the quinky dinks and miraculous things that line up, it's just like odds, like statistics dictate that it's gonna happen. Like if, if uh, you know, you've got the whole, like, I don't know, the more you study evolution, the more you start to think that, I, I think about that analogy of like all these like monkeys typing on a keyboard and like, you know, and if you have enough monkeys typing, then you're gonna get a, you're gonna get Shakespeare. Is that what it is? Yeah, but I don't know if that I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> you know. Okay. I mean, 
I, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not smart enough to, 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 to figure it out, so. But, um, yeah. Can you just, can you dream random things in a drawer and then it, it just, you know, it could happen. It could be a total coincidence. It could, could it, could it mean something more to you and it could it be an indication of some, some sort of prescient okay. well, knowledge? I have a dream coincidence that I've- But there's no purpose I, to I, it. I've told the story before. Does but there need to be purpose to it? I, I'm probably gonna get the details wrong. I probably told the story like three times now, but you know the story about my wife and I dreaming about the same little blonde girl. Yes, yes, the little then, blonde girl. And then waking up at the same time, freaked out, and both of us having just had a nightmare that featured this little blonde girl. In my situation, she was in an elevator, or she was in a room that an elevator opened up into, and then Jesse, I can't remember Jesse's situation. I told the story in more detail in the past. And I don't know, me and Jesse were pretty freaked out for a couple of days, <laughs> you know, but that was kind of the, again, that's sort of the end of it. It, it, it didn't, if it didn't keep it didn't happening. Lead, it, I, ne yeah, I never it ran into a little blonde It wasn't girl. a revelation of something, some connection or some ability or. Well, but I do think that I am open to the idea. First of all, again, I don't wanna be overly reductionistic, so I, I am open to the idea that there is something, that, that dreams are not just simply your brain sort of rearranging itself and shuffling through your thoughts as you sleep. Is that the most likely thing that's happening? Yeah, but who cares? Who's interested in most likely, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, is it is it really fun to just believe the most likely thing for everything? Or is it more fun to believe that, I don't know, there's some kind of connection between the real world and the dream world and some people have some insight into that and like let's lean into that. Who's gonna get hurt if we lean into that a little bit? I'm interested in that. I mean, you got the way that the, uh, you know, sort of the native people from Australia and the way that they experience the dream world and I haven't looked into this very much but it's very, very significant. It's essentially the sort of like the foundation of the religion as far as I understand is the fact that there's this dream world and um, I don't know, maybe broke back bitch, <laughs> like, you know, broke through into the dream sphere. And we're just sitting here on a podcast, talking about it, making light of it, saying that it's probably just she went back and accessed a memory and, 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 and you know, made it up in her mind. But maybe broke back bitch broke through, man. Maybe that's what happened. Who are we to say? Do you believe? Who are we to say? Okay, fine, magic. <laughs> I'm open to it, but I have never been scared by a little blonde girl in real life. Or in your dream again. She hasn't come back to the dreams for either of us. If you would have responded to our prompt on Twitter using hashtag earbiscuits, we could have been talking about you this episode. So be on the lookout for those. Follow us on Twitter, at mythical. Uh, we're gonna keep putting out these things periodically where you can you can give us stuff to talk about. And then if you wanna keep talking to us and respond to this, use hashtag earbiscuits. Uh, do you have a rec for us? Oh crap, I forgot about the rec. Um, it's a show on Netflix that like, I don't, Lily gets into all these this murder stuff and of course, I never got on the murder wave. I never got on the murderer or the serial killer wave. Like I, I'm just, I'm not into that. Like I just don't, you know, that's not, I don't like, that's too hard hitting for me. Mm. 
But I did agree to sit down and watch because Lily talked Christy into watching I Am A Killer. Yeah, the interviews. On Netflix where they, they interview people who are you know committed murderers and they tell their stories and then it's, um, it the the approach to it is 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 mesmerizing and very creepy, but also very insightful. I'm going to recommend episode one of season two because they were talking about it so much that I had to go watch it. Now it's not for everybody, and if you're not into if you don't want to stare into the the dark soul of a killer through her eyes, and like actually in the I quoted it last week when I was talking about you know like. Uh, well, I'm not. I don't want to spoil it here. Like, if I'm not going to tell you the specific quote because it's kind of spoils the experience. Okay. Um, we've watched a number of the episodes, but uh, an amazing, I, I like presentation of this particular convicted murderer's story and the way that it unfolds. It really, it really draws you in and gets you to assess it yourself and make come to your own conclusions. That That's kinda how the series is set up. I don't know that you wanna watch all of them unless you're really into the psyche of murderers, but the first one of season two is uh, really great. That isolated episode oh, in and of okay. itself is just worth watching. Really building it up. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's wild. I Am A Killer by No Coincidence. On Netflix. All right, we'll talk to you next week.